going to do back to an episode of the uh, Blockcast, the show where I don't know when the timer goes off. <laughs> that is um, the motto today. It's 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 been it's been a really long time. We haven't done an episode, I think, since maybe March. Good God, it's been that long for y'all. Yeah, life gets life busy gets, fast. Life gets in the way. Um, but we're back, and we have some fresh blood, fresh meat on the pod. Uh, welcome, welcome to the uh, Leblot Cast family, uh, Norik ninety seven. He's gonna Hello. be one of our reg. He's gonna be one of our regulars when um. Luke or Zach are unavailable because, like we said, life gets in the way. Yes, sir. Yeah, but, um, happy to be here. Welcome in. Yeah. Um, the season's over. Vegas won the cup. We congratulate them. Yeah. <laughs> As a partial Vegas fan, I was happy. As a Vegas fan, I was, was very weird. Evan is yeah, not many people were happy. No, it's not even that, I mean, like, I hate Vegas. Been... I didn't even hate Vegas. It was just like, man, just let another team win. Like, go to the conference finals, like, almost every year I've been a fan of hockey. It's just like it's... <laughs> yeah, no. So, whatever. Who cares? Flyers win next Mark year. Stone. That's, that's about it, though. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the offseason came. The draft came and went. Uh, Bedard's a Blackhawk. Fantilli's a Jacket. Fantilli yeah. and Mitchkoff are probably the just straight up the steals of the draft. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Leo Carlson a lot, but not taking Fantilli too is wrong. And then Mitchkoff, the the Flyers finally get something good in their lives, and Mitchkoff's a yeah. God bless. Well, what I heard with um, uh, what's his face, Fantilli, he didn't want to go to Anaheim. That was why they didn't take him at two. Yeah. Or else I hmm. think they probably would have. Um, but you right. know. They opted for the second best option there, or third best, I guess, uh, with Leo Carlson. So, I don't mind. Yeah, not, not a bad. bad pick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's not not a bad player by any margin. It's just either way, if if that's if, if what you guys are saying is true, then yeah, that makes sense. I just hadn't heard that. Yeah, I don't know. James actually told me that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was um, I think free. It was if it was Friedman or it was a Ducks beat reporter at Friedman got off off. So I don't know if it's it could be that could be true. It could be false, but right on. When it's from Friedman, it's usually true. Yeah, Friedman's pretty good at his job. That's yeah. for sure. So yeah, draft him went went. The Wings had two picks. The Sens didn't pick till round four. It was a great, great, great draft. Um, but yeah, draft him went. Free agency is. Was here. It's it's still on, but it's like you're not getting that same activity you were once getting. There's yeah, still guys out still there. Watch for a few guys. Yeah, there's exactly. still there's still many guys out there. We got you got Tarasenko, Matt Dumba, Tatar, Kane, Kane, um, wherever he ends up. Got Shenyuk now, again. Now now he's probably in prison. Do we want to talk about Galchenyuk? I wasn't going to ask, but... I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that all kind of just all came out today. I'm not even surprised, like, honestly. I'm not even shocked. That was like, that's like sleeper agent KGB stuff he said. Like, (laughs) like one phone call, you're done. (laughs) You're dead. Like, oh my god. Cool it, brother. But, um, I think we want to address the big elephant in the room before we continue... Alex DeBrinket is not an Ottawa Center anymore. He's a Detroit Red Wing. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, and since I'm a Sens fan and Luke is a Wings fan, 
we are gonna we're gonna each say our side of the trade and how we feel about it and how we feel it's gonna it's gonna work. So I think I'm gonna have Luke go first because the Red Wings won this trade. Oh wow, that's yeah. No, you've said that. I'm not even gonna be naive and say like, oh wow, you're admitting to that. No, um, yeah, it's in truth, it's just an overall shitty situation in the first place. I have always uh, not been a fan of when players force themselves to other teams. I think it's a it's a little bit different per player. Like Kane forcing his way to the Rangers, you're okay with that because he's a veteran. He's looking to cup chase. Adam Fox, when he forced his way to the Rangers, I was pissed. I hated that. DeBrinkett, I guess, is a little different. You know, the way that he at least justified it is he wanted to be somewhere for term, you know, and he didn't feel that was Ottawa, which, if that's the case, that's the case, and fair enough. As a Wings fan, I'm stoked. He's he's probably the best goal scorer we've had since Brendan Shanahan, um, I would say. Uh, he's he's really going to turn around a, a lot of the team. I mean, at least help a lot of the team. And I think the trade, you know, for Ottawa's perspective, as far as the trade and its value goes, I think it's a good job, you know, for, for where you were and what you were forced into. I, I don't think it's any downside on Ottawa, all things considered. Yeah, I wrote down two things here. I said I, I I have my fan perspective, then I have my it's a business perspective. Yeah. Because as a fan, kind of mad, I, and I, I don't think you can blame me for being mad at a guy who's like, I don't want to play anywhere else but Detroit, and that's where I'm going to go. Right. And like if like if DeBrinko would decide, he said, hey, I don't want to play in Canada anymore. Like I said, that's fine. Like American players usually would like to play in America. That's... That is what it is, but um, if you want, let's say he wanted to go like anywhere in the states. Let's say like there's a rural package of Anaheim and the Islanders. If he wanted to go there, then maybe the Sens would have a little bit more leverage, and maybe we do get a little, maybe something back. But uh, that didn't happen. But all things considered, I I want to credit Pierre Dorian because we had no leverage and we still got a decent roster player in Kubalik who's on a very team-friendly contract. We got a, a, a guaranteed first-round pick for me. It could be later. It could be mid. It could be mid. We, it's a first-round pick is a first-round pick. That's an asset to play with. So, Sobrango is a nice, I'd say, B-minus, C-plus prospect. Um, Grand Rapids has amazing de- defensive depth, so he was maybe hindered by that. Maybe he turns his career around in uh, Belleville. And then we got another pick. We got another fourth, so... All things considered, like, that's decent for a team that had no leverage. Yeah, I would say that's completely fine for a team that has no leverage. What What's your outside standing, Nordic? Just Me? Um, well, first off, did you guys see um, the Islanders offer? What the Islanders offer for Debrinkit? Yeah, it was uh, old like, pocket change in Wallstrom. Yep, John, John Gabriel Pajot. James, how would you feel about that had that happened? If you got I'm John Gabriel Pajot on your team. I honestly prefer Detroit's package because Pajot makes five million, and we don't really got we only got money. So, and like I like Wallstrom. Wallstrom, Wallstrom could be a nice nut young piece, but um, I think I prefer no, I'm to have. I'm taking Detroit, no question. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit's mm-hmm. offer. Well, I like yeah, it for Wallstrom. both sides. Um, I like it for the Red Wings because they get the bring kit, who is a past uh, 41, 40 goal scorer, and that's something they definitely need. They've struggled with scoring in the past. And getting a young player like him, too, definitely helps out. With him wanting to go to Detroit, I honestly, I didn't mind it as much. 
the I actually hated it more when like Dubois requested to go to like Montreal. I hated that even more. Uh, but the burn kit, honestly, I didn't mind. Um, but yeah, really solid top six addition there for uh, the Red Wings. For the Senators, uh, they get Kubalik, who could fit well on that second line, a good middle six player. Um, then you get a first, a guaranteed first round pick, uh, which no matter what, as James said, it's a first round pick. And whether or not the conditions are on that, and here's what I think, here's what I was thinking about it. When you think about it, like they have, they now have two first round picks, whether it's in 2024 or the conditions are like that, it'll be in 2025. But it's kind of rare that happens unless Boston's terrible next year. Um, but you have two first round picks, and come trade deadline, if they're in the playoffs or they're not, or they're like close to the playoffs or they're still contending, they can make a move and have two first round picks as assets or, you know, make multiple moves with that. Uh, but yeah, overall, I like it for both. Both teams, Sabrango, solid B minus C plus prospect, as you mentioned. Don't know too much about him, but um, yeah, I kind of like it for both teams, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think Ottawa could have done a hell of a lot worse. Um, and the thing is, also, I do want to mention, like, DeBringit definitely didn't request to Detroit. He just said, "Hey, I'll go to these teams. These teams don't have cap, but hey, Detroit does. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end up there." But either way, like Detroit, I mean, compared to what you know the Ottawa offer, or sorry, the, the Islanders offer was, it sounds better. So, I mean, I think it's yeah. all things considered, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. there are the, And since Dabrinkit's left, there's been multiple reports of stuff that's happened with Dabrinkit and the organization. And by, the, by the, what it sounds like, it sounds like it was just, just a bad relation from the start. Because I know when we acquired Dabrinkit, uh, Pierre didn't talk to him. Pierre, there was no discussions with him and Ottawa before they acquired him. Usually when that happens, they're like, hey, would you want to be here? Usually that's like a conversation that they have before they trade for somebody. Yeah. And and I get it. And the one, the thing that pissed me off the most would be like, like, oh, well, I didn't have time to think about wanting to stay in Ottawa. Just say you wanted out. Like, if you say you didn't want to be there, then I respect that because, I don't know, I just, I hate when people like, after after the fact, say stupid shit like when Mark like when Duchesne left, he's like, oh, you know, fucking trash. I hate everything <laughs> about that play. But yeah, um, I I say I wish him the best, just not against us. <laughs> That's well, fair. You get to see him four times a year. Yeah, but he's gonna get booed relentlessly when he comes back. I will see. Is that. the game in Sweden between us technically in a home or away for one of us? I think it's. In a, I know because I know the game, the first game against Detroit is October twenty first, and right. that's at Ottawa. Okay. And then I think, is it two games in Sweden against us too, or is it one? We have one against the Leafs. So the one in Sweden is your guys' home game technically, and you guys already have the other home game for you guys in October, like you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think cool. I think Detroit Detroit did well. I think Ottawa did well. If they consider, but I think that's what we'll leave it at. That. Sounds good. Yep. And I will say one one thing. Um, to bring to, like to bring it, you say he had a bad year. Uh, playing with Dylan Larkin, uh, is Dylan Larkin better than Shane Pinto? Yeah, it's not. That's pretty easy. Yes. Uh, and the system Detroit runs is a lot better than Ottawa's four check. Let's dump and chase system. And Dabrinkit's probably going to have a better year. I would hope so. Yeah. It's not even like he had a bad year. You put him on the Red Wings last year, he's our second highest point scorer. So, fuck. <laughs> Take him at that. Yeah. 
now we're going into an open discussion just about free agency. Um, if you guys want, if you guys just want to get into free agency recap, we do start some trades. I know Luke Sounds has good. a list of trades. Yeah, I got a ton of trades. I'm going to try to, to, to count down on some of the ones that I've marked, but we'll start with the first one that entered into free agency. Uh, Nordic, at least, will have a, a good opinion on it. Uh, it's the big Provorov trade to send him to Columbus for a first and second. What do you think on that? I like it a lot, um, and Briere did this perfectly. First ever move that he's done, and he did it perfectly. At first, at first, like, the return was, like, a third-round pick and, like, some random person, and I was like, what? Why? Why, Briere? We could have gotten so much more. But the fact that we brought L.A. into the fold, we got to retain Cab, we brought in Cal Peterson, even more draft picks from Los Angeles, a C-level prospect in Hell's Grands, and, of course, that first-round pick, which we took uh, Oliver Bonk with. That's huge for us because, you know, we want to get we want to get younger, we want to get better, and that was the issue uh, with Chuck Fletcher. He didn't want to do that. He just wanted to, you know, contend for the playoffs and bullshit our way to the playoffs, which never worked. Um, but like, I, I love the trade. It was my. It, it was actually awesome, and it was the first trade I think honestly since I started watching hockey in 2018, where I was actually happy the Flyers made it. I was, I was like, genuinely happy about it. Every other trade, I've been like, meh, it's all right. But, you know, like, it, it's, ama- it's an amazing start for us. And we get picks. That's all we need. Good old Ottawa boy, Oliver Bonk. I like I like It's Bonk. an all-name team. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. I think Philly stole this deal. Like, Columbus giving up a, like, I thought it was 22nd overall, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it was. Yes, oh yeah, it was LA's pick, but like they were. Yeah. Yeah, and and then you get to take on Cal Peterson, who's had who had a really rough go in LA, and I know Luke will quote me this when I when Peterson signed that contract. I said it's the biggest steal contract of. Oh of, God, you were Oh man, that's such a bad take by me. I remember that. Hopefully, you can bounce back in Philly. Yeah. Because we you don't know Carter Hart's future whether, um, whether he they're in the long term plans or they're not in long term plans, and I think. Getting rid of Provov, who at this point needed a change of scenery and was just, uh, I don't want to say he was bad, but he was bad. I, would, I think I Nordic, agree. yeah, I think yeah, I, uh, okay, Nordic, you all told right. Me it's like I already said, it's like who am I going to yell at now? Yeah, let's get into that discussion. Um, look, Provorov, and and I have a love, and he's like the only player ever on the Flyers that I've had like a love and hate relationship with when it's overtime. I want him on the ice because he'll score the nicest overtime goals. I could think of like almost 10 different overtime goals this guy has scored where it's just left my jaw drop. Like he's really good at that. Defensively, he's terrible. Like, I mean, like this guy will turn over the puck constantly. I used to like during last season, I called him Mr. Turnover for a while. I was just like, dude, like you turn over the puck like five times a shift. Like it was actually insane, like how bad he was defensively, but I do kind of miss him a little bit, but then again, like as James said, like who am I going to yell at? Who who am I going to yell at anymore? And you still now, got Rasmus Risto Lainen. True, but Risto, <laughs> I expect to be bad. Provorov, we're yeah. I'll give you that. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, Already start on that. Next up, uh, I'm gonna. I like this trade personally, so I'm gonna say it is. I like the the Hall and Felino trade for literally nothing to Chicago. I really love that for Chicago. I mean, it's it's zero risk. I understand Taylor Hall. I think he was a little bit injured and had a down year, and Felino's obviously old. But 
Uh, otherwise, the top guy that was going to be playing with Bedard was Athena CU. I think Taylor Hall's a, a pretty big upgrade on that. Yeah. yeah. I I like because also see this. Like Taylor Hall, former first overall pick as well. He's been there. He's He knows the pressure of a first overall pick to mentor so Bedard. I it. think that's great. That's great for Chicago. And then, like, Hall and Bedard, it's going to be a nice connection. I think Hall is going to have a decent, like, a decent season. Yeah, no, no it's hard to top the bet, being on the best team. He's going to put up, like, 50 ever, points still, now. He's I think him with Bedard is going to have a nice connection. And then you get Felino, who's a, who's a grizzled vet, and he gets to, you know, get a bigger payday than he was expecting. Say the so, least. Yeah, I really do like the move for Chicago. And Boston gets relief, like... Well, it really didn't mean anything because what, what they originally made that move for was a sign Bertuzzi and maybe even Hathaway too, but nope, they're gone. And that was oh, funny. What happened? That yeah, was like really I, funny. That's why I thought they made the trade, and that's why I liked it for Boston, but like it, it just it, it didn't go that way. And that's what happens, but it just didn't go that way. I, I do like it for Chicago too. I mean, you want to – you get guys like that. There's no risk, as Luke said. And, like, it, it really doesn't mean anything. If those guys are terrible, then, hey. Yeah, Felina's one-year hauls, too. Yeah. It's fine. You can you can move either of them anytime you want. Yeah, and then even if they're, like, good, too, you could just put them at the deadline. Put them at the deadline, yeah. Put them yeah, the absolutely. Deadline. Alrighty, next up is the aforementioned Pierre-Luc Dubois headed on over to L.A. for a second-round pick. Velarde Kupari. Velarde Kupari, nice. And Ayafalo. Uh, I think I'm it's a an interesting I, one. I live I live with a Kings fan. Uh, he mad like he he, he mad. Um, the first thing he said to me when I when he um, when I got home that day, he's like, "How do you let Kevin Chevel day off fleece you like that?" Um, uh, I follow is a it's a good middle six forward, and I think that's a big loss. Velarde's a system player. He works really well defensively in a system. But in the wrong system, he's not a, he's not great. That's what I've been told from the L.A. Twitter, L.A. The family. resident Kings guy. Yeah, resident <laughs> Kings fan. Um, Kupari can be a nice piece, but as I've been told, resident Kings fan, he's a career bottom six player, which is that's fair. too. And um, then you give up a second, not a first. I think that's – at least you can give up a first plus those assets. Oh, yeah, but, then that would have been – For Winnipeg, like – it really brings in quality pieces so you don't have to, like, tear the whole thing down. You don't have to start right now. You can start later. This just, yeah. I think it just pushes back their rebuild. For LA, yeah, think... it gives you one of the best center cores in the league. Yeah, I don't understand what they're going to have to do with that. I feel like, low-key, I think they – could they move Dubois to the left wing? Could they try doing that and then keep Denal in the center? Second what line. I've seen is they want to move. Uh, they want to move Byfield to the wing. I've heard Byfield yeah. too, but like because like LA wants to play Byfield apparently on the first line. That's what that's what their plan is on wing. Mm-hmm. Which I could see like if you're like he was second his second second overall pick, so I assume you want him at that position. So then you're yeah, looking at. Looking at, uh, I think it's Byfield, Kopitar, um, not not Arvidsson, Fiala, Fiala, and then you have Arvidsson, PLD, and I'm trying to think of who. Oh, and Tempe. Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. 
having Deneau as your third line center is is pretty nice too. Yeah, it was. I I I don't mind the trade from either side. I struggle with a lot. My big thing is that you know uh, a good center like that is hard to find. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, obviously there are a lot of good centers in the league. Obviously, fucking as we've said, LA has four of them. Um, but he's gonna be their their cornerstone of the center core for a while. And I do think it's a little confusing now with their center depth. I I don't love forcing Byfield to the wing. I get it. He is still obscenely young. He's still twenty. It's not like he's in any rush. All things considered. Um. But damn, dude, like, they're kind of just forcing his hand to be a winger. And maybe he stays a winger, and maybe he ends up being great as a winger. But felt like they draft him as a center, and I I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him be it. And extending Kopitar for another two years, that confuses me along with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably Kopitar's timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that true. So he's got, yeah, like, three years. If that was longer, I'd be concerned. But it's mm-hmm. two years, so. Yeah. Alrighty, what else we got? We'll only go with like one or two more if that's cool with everybody. For sure. Um, we're gonna go with the Toffoli trade. Toffoli head into New Jersey Devils for Sharon Govich in a third round pick. Give Tom Fitzgerald the GM of the year right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a good trade. That's a yeah. good ass trade for them when Calgary's at a at a very vulnerable spot when everybody's like, Yeah, I don't really feel like it. Love grabbing Toffoli. He had a, I mean, he didn't have a bad year by any merit. Then he's going to go and join probably, arguably, the best top six in the NHL. At, at this yeah, point, yeah, I agree. I'd agree. Fair, yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to be they're going to be dangerous next year. They're going to be – like, they could actually be a serious cup contender. The asking yeah. price for Toffoli at the, like, before the trade happened was a, like, a second. Like, a second and a prospect. It went down yeah. to a third – and Sharon Govich. When when Sharon Govich played with Hughes, he had he had put up great stats. When he did not, he did not put up good stats. So mm-hmm. I'm concerned for Calgary in that aspect. Like it's a piece coming back for sure. But how are you gonna? I don't know. Like Calgary's in a tough spot, but that's a conversation for another day. To say the least, they are in a tough spot. Um. Yeah, he's not bad. He's just he'll never be Tyler Toffoli, and I mean, oh, yeah. but he's, I haven't seen many he's other sure. good Calgary picks, other than Dustin Wolf right now. But that's it. Um, we'll go with one more trade, just because I like it. Um, maybe there's other trades you guys like. If you guys want to bring them up as well, I know there's more like Riley Smith and Edmondson, Colton. I didn't mention Newhook either, but I really like Duclair going to San Jose. I think it's a good pickup for San Jose. Again, it's another. Risk-free pickup. You know, San Jose has plenty of cap. They'd only costed them. Lorenz is this dude's name, which I've personally never heard of, and a fifth-round pick for Duclair, who was obviously, I think, out of the lineup a lot last year, but very good player, very risk-free again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's great that point where... Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Duclair, uh, it's a good pickup for San Jose. Like you said, risk-free. Like, they're... They're not like oh we're like oh we're making playoffs now they're like we 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 gonna suck so yeah it's good for Duclair uh, Duclair maybe have a have a good good year on San Jose get for the deadline bring back an asset for San Jose it's risk free for San Jose they have no yeah. risk at all and they get Lorenz Lorenz was a death player like he wasn't he wasn't in the lineup for San Jose he was an AHL first line first line center first line winger so mm-hmm. yeah. I like it a lot for, um, for San Jose. Cause I mean, like you're again, like James said, you're at that point where like 
you're not content. Well, you're not contending. You may be competitive, but you're not like a team that's going to be making the playoffs next year or a playoff favorite. You know, it, it's not a bad move. And for a guy who, you know, could help out with the young guys, help just provide some extra points. And then as well as that, too, I feel like he could be a player that gets moved at the deadline um, mm-hmm. when a trade deadline comes for next year. He's one of those players that I look at and be like, yeah, he could put up probably 50, 60 points maybe uh, with the Sharks on, on how bad of a team they are and, you know, be moved for pretty solid assets. But hopefully it doesn't turn out like the Timo Meyer trade where they just give up qual- qual- quantity over quality. So I agree. That is definitely the one thing I would watch out for because that Timo Meyer trade, all things considered, is ass. Yeah. So. Quinn Musty is a good prospect they got from that from the when the first though, so I'm not gonna. That's true. I'm but... not. I'm not, I'm not gonna shut the door on that trade until we like at least a few years down the road. Like, That's fair. Right now, right now it does look ass. Like I will, I will admit that. But yeah, uh, one trade I did want to talk about was the New Hook deal and how Montreal gave up more for New Hook than they did for Kirby Doc. I didn't That's register true. that. Uh, New Hook, I, I, I've liked Alex New Hook since before his draft year. Uh, I've been really well. high on the guy, and I think he's going be solid. And given an, a new opportunity in Montreal to be playing the top six, could maybe make or break his career. He could have a really good year in Montreal, especially if he's on that second ooh, That second line. actually really bad. If he plays on that first line, it might be really good, though. I want to yeah. clarify something. Sorry. So by technicality, you say that Montreal gave up more, but did they? Because they gave up pick 13 and 66 for Doc, but 31 and 37 for Newhook. I was wrong. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I totally thought there, Doc, got, Doc got traded for less. That is my bad. I thought it was a second and a third, personally. That's why I went to go and look at it real quick, and I was like, 13th overall? That's a lot for Kirby Doc. Yeah. Yeah, but they get another um, they get another center slash winger to put a young center slash winger to put in their to mm-hmm. put in their top six. So for Montreal, I like it. I like it for and the contract he signed. I think it's like four. It was like four years two. Four years two point nine. Yeah, and I think that's a good contract if he can if he performs like we expect him to. So I think for Montreal, like when it happened, like that's a bad trade. Now look now looking at the contract sign, that could this could be a steal. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like new hook. He's a young forward. There's not a lot of risk to it because they're not in that they're not in that stage where they're going to be making the playoffs. So that's a, it's it's definitely a good deal for him, and he's young too. And you want to get younger in Montreal. Um, wasn't that 13th pick the Islanders' pick, and then they dealt Romanoff? Yep. 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 Yeah. That was a weird ass trade. Another Islanders L. So the second and one right, we They be coming along. And then one of my favorite prospects from last year's draft went to Chicago. Frank, oh, Nazer. Yeah, Frank. Frank I Nazar, yeah. Nazar. I like Nazar, too. Or Nazar, however you say it. Yeah. I think we're going to get into our... Unless you got any other trades that want, you want to mention, Evan. Um, I mean, there's the Kevin Hayes deal, but that's not, like, too harsh. There's the D'Angelo deal that didn't happen. He got bought out. <laughs> um, What else happened? I don't really know. There was Corey a few Curry other trades. Nah. <laughs> um, there's a Severson deal. Oh, yeah, the Severson trade. I thought I wrote that down. The Severson trade was I. I mean, like, I mean, like, they're upgrading their defense score. Their defense took a big pummel last year because it was hurt the majority of the season. So I think, I think we bad. said, like, like, Columbus's main issue was, like, their goaltending, like, Corpusal and Merzlikens were decent. It was their defense that was the main issue. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just say this, though. You're in for a fun one with Prover off Columbus. I'm telling you right now, you're in for a fun one. Get ready for a lot of turnovers. And hopefully he turns over the puck against the Flyers. Praying to God. Um, all right. I think we're going to get into our best and worst uh, signings free agency. We've all we've all written down a few and more because I know we're, we're probably going to have some. We're going to have the same answers for some of these. So, yeah. Um, we're going to go. I'm going to have our new host start us off. And then we're going to go Luke. And we're going to go myself. And we'll circle back. You want to start good Should or I, bad? Uh, I want to start good. Yeah. yeah. Do I do like one winner and then like. Okay, just so you're, right. so we're just gonna do this. You're gonna say uh, one uh, good signing, and we're gonna go around and do good signings, and then we'll do bad signings on the next round. So, can it be a? No, nah, I won't do it. I won't make it a re-sign. Um, I'll start off here with with Carolina. Um, they signed Dmitry Orlov to a two-year, seven point something million dollar deal. Um, but I I like it a lot for Carolina. They bolster their blue line even more. And that does – and, like, like their blue line's a, a powerhouse, especially if they get Eric Carlson, which I probably know they will give up some blue line assets for that. But, like, if they get Carlson, even though I'm kind of against it, that blue line will be pretty damn good. Uh, and it already is pretty damn good. It does make me wonder about Brett Pesci, though. Could Brett Pesci be on the move now with getting Orloff? However, it is a two-year no. deal, so if it doesn't work out, then you can move him. But, yeah, Orloff was one of my bigger win signings of free agency that I – that's stuck out to me. That's yeah, me. That's My fault. Um, fair enough. Uh, I really like – I got a few on here. Some of them are a little bit off base because I don't know that people would agree with them. But I actually like OEL signing in Florida. I think it's 2.25 mil. It's not because OEL is anything fantastic. It's the fact that if you looked at Florida in that Stanley Cup final, they had about two NHL caliber defensemen. They needed a lot more. If you're getting OEL at 2.25, he's going to be your fourth D. I like that. I have nothing against that. OEL wasn't good, has declined. Maybe he picks up a little bit in Florida. I mean, we just saw Montour have one of the biggest breakout years I've actually seen from a defenseman in a while. If he could be utilized differently in Florida than he has been in the past, I think it could help him and the Florida Panthers. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, my first one, I put down Matt Duchesne to Dallas. One, one year, $3 million. Um, I think it bolsters Dallas' center core. Oh, and yeah. uh, you look at a guy like, like Duchesne was like, like, hey, oh, you're going to market. Like, oh, okay. And um, like Dallas, I don't know if he's going to play in Dallas' top six. Like Dallas has a good top six, but if he's that middle six guy, that's a dangerous middle six guy to have. Mm-hmm. Depends on where they slot in um, Jamie Benn, if they still see him as their 2C, or Sagan, actually. I forgot about Sagan. Ben's on the third line. I can't can't imagine having Ben below the second line. Also, so here, if I'm looking at depth charts, it reads as Duchesne being their second line center, because I also forgot about Wyatt Johnson, who I agree is second line center. Yeah, I I, I love Wyatt Johnson, one of the fun... Why John's one of my favorite players to watch right now. Like young guys, so I know I like it. It's it's risk free for Dallas. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Just and year. Dallas is probably going to go on a, another try to go for that cup, the cup again because they got a good team and I think they bolsters uh, a need at forward, so it's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I'm up, aren't I? Yeah, Dessert. Second... Hmm. 
just like like looking at my looking at my teams. Oh, Edmonton. Um, I like the signing of Connor Brown a lot because when you look at when you look at Edmonton, uh, they were weak on the right wing side, and acquiring a guy like Connor Brown, who yes was injured, uh, for a lot of the season, or actually pretty much all the season last year with Washington. Um, I think it's a good acquisition. A guy who, if he plays with McDavid, could get, hey, I mean, like 50s, maybe 50 points. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not he's had almost about 40 in his career, so that's fair. Yeah, so I mean, like, he, yeah, he could fit well um, on that top six. And I've always liked Connor Brown. I think James would agree with me. I've always liked Connor Brown Love with Ottawa and Washington, just like, honestly. And when you think about it, you guys won that trade, actually, because Brown was hurt for that whole year. Yeah, Brown, play, Brown played one whole game, and I was waiting for his – like, I was at the game. It was the second home game of the year when he was he returned to Ottawa, and he was injured. And he wasn't <laughs> in the building. Um, and the second-round pick, we used to get Chikrin, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, No. no. Yeah. Um, I, I like the deck for Edmonton. Um, Connor Brown and McDavid played together in junior, so there is a pass connection there. But uh, it's that's been it's been ten years, so like, yeah. Um, Luke, your next signing. I'm between two because like I like this one a lot, and it's a Detroit boy. But I'm not gonna go with it. Um, I'll just mention I do like the Sprung deal in Detroit a lot. But I'm gonna mention uh, Max Pacioretty in Washington. Ooh. I love that deal. Obviously, again, another guy that was hurt last year, so he kind of is in the reclamation area. But um fucking great player when healthy Max Pacioretty is, and he goes to Washington to help out there. I mean, whether he plays with Backstrom, if he's healthy, or, or Kuznetsov, I, I mean, he's another guy that, as we've said, I mean, this whole episode, a lot of the guys that have been grabbed this offseason are uh, one-year guys, and they're risk-free. They are all basically, I mean, if if he gets hurt, fine. He's $2 million down the drain. You're okay. Otherwise, he's a fantastic player. He's getting older, but his his last season healthy with the Golden Knights, he had 37 and 39. That's really good statistics of at the time being a 33-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's now, I mean, he's older. He's going to be, I think, 35 when the season hits, but great player. Um, my next one, I, I was going to say Sprong, but Luke already mentioned him, so I'm going to go with Michael Bunting in Carolina. I think um, it's because I look at Carolina, like a lot of their, like their, they're flashy. They're 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 skilled. They don't have a guy who's gonna like get in your face. Like Michael Bunting plays with that edge. Mm-hmm. High and, caliber plays with that edge. I mean, Martinook is there. Yeah, but um, yeah, but but Bunting at three years, at, I think it's four point five. Uh, it might seem like a lot, but um, I think it's worth it. I think Bunting can have a good year in Carolina. Um, maybe not point maybe not point wise, but I still think it's a good signing for Carolina come playoff time. Uh, my one issue I would say with... I I was going to mention before the show, I'm iffy on the Orlov signing. I like it as it is only two years, but if you look at their cap situation, they don't get me wrong, they have a ton of cap coming up. They're going to have 41 projected next year, which is a ton, but it's not they like they're not going to have issues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have to right. resign Aho and Nietzsche's right away. They have to resign Drury and Jarvis. And if, if Pesci's still there, if Shea's still there, if you bring in Carlson, I mean, that's another fucking bullet to bite. I mean, it again, it's it, it ends up being the cost of, hey, do you want to go win a cup or not? Let's load it up, and I respect that, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with them, I'll say. 
Yeah, I I'm, yeah. I would agree with Luke. I'm iffy. I'm as well iffy on the Orlov signing. I think it's great for Orlov. You know, cash in, like get your Ooh. money. Up. But um, Jabretta. Um, yeah, I'm a little iffy on it. Like Orlov played really well in Boston. I don't know if he can replicate that in Carolina though, because Carolina, like I've said multiple times, they don't need any more defenders. It's enough. Yeah, they're stacked. They've yeah. always been um, stacked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's um, fair. Yeah. I'll switch over um, to bad. Any, any, you guys want to just like not talk, but just like mention the signings that you had because I got a few here that I have. I have some re-signings that I like. Like I like the Sorokin deal. Yeah, that that I I discluded re-signings, but yeah. um, I, was, I like the I like the Druin deal. I didn't mind the Druin deal really. It's a low risk, risk free, low risk deal. Um, there was another one that I liked. Oh, Garner Hathaway. Um, Hathaway I liked a lot. The Philly. Physical player. I wish we brought back McEwen, but I like that one to Ottawa. So, you know, that's pretty much all I got. Um, I think of low risk. I put Yamamoto. I think him going home is going to re- is gonna rejuvenate him in Seattle. Maybe he could be... Like, I like it. I don't think Yamamoto was a bad player in Edmonton. I just think he just didn't fit. No, they were uh, too deep. Also, yeah. Um, I also put, for my re-signing, I did put Debrinkit. I think at four years at I I, I round up contract. I, I round up I don't go seven point eight eight it's it's seven point nine let's just round up yeah um either way that's a fantastic contract yeah mm-hmm. I mean the trade was good but the the contract's better yeah the contract's absolutely better and then the last one I put down was Jason Zucker um to Arizona see now know. I disagree okay. because a I, again it's one year it's fine they have all the cast space. But why the fuck as Zucker are you going to Arizona for a year? Other than to get your bread up. Like, he wasn't, like, he, he obviously he did have a streak with Pittsburgh where he wasn't great. But he didn't have a bad year. Almost 50 points. It's not bad. You mean nobody else would sign you that was a good team? Like, I, I don't mind it for Arizona. I mean, they, they need to just have pieces. They are in a constant loop of average. And they just need to actually do fucking something so i like it as them but for zucker i'm just like why why i like it for arizona because like you look at zucker he's he's a, he's a veteran he can come in that arizona's got a young team and then you can flip him at the deadline he's only on a one year so yeah exactly that's the plan yeah yeah another, that's fair another signing i liked i liked but i didn't like at the same time because i wanted him on ottawa and we didn't get him it was nick bukestad don't know why he's going back to Arizona on a two-year deal. I love Big Ux. I love Bukestad. He's actually like such a good like bottom six center. Like he he plays so well. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I'm glad he's back. I was actually really happy when he came back. Do we have any other uh, con- good contracts we want to talk about? Nope. All right, to the bag contracts we go, and I think we're oh, gonna go fun. in reverse order this time. James, so, you're up first, Rip. All right, uh, I am gonna say what. Is Anaheim doing giving Alice Kalorn four years at six point two five million dollars? Absolutely the worst deal I've seen since Franz Nielsen. Like honestly, and like I know we like to like to charp on uh, certain players for bad deals, but that's the worst deal in this debt frenzy. It's like that's horrible. Like Anaheim, when they're in their window, they're gonna have that contract on their books, mm-hmm. and it's gonna hinder them. I just I don't like it for Anaheim. I as Kalorn, like Kalorn's won his cup, so I guess you know get your bread up. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to have those point totals when you're playing with at least, at least, and probably two of points, Stamkos and Kucherov. I mean, 64 points, 82 games. I, I, I understand. You look at that and you say, damn, that's good. And he's not a bad player by any merit. He plays a good, hard style of hockey. But, yeah, I mean, 6-2-5, four years as a 33-year-old. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be 34 by the time the season starts. That's a bad fucking con Or, sorry, no. Yeah, yeah, he'll be 34 by the time the season starts. That's so bad. That, so it's going till he's about 38. 38, yeah. yeah that's... Not ideal. Um, bad, because y you gotta say it, is Justin Hall. I mean, come on, man. Uh, other, like, if, if the Red Wings didn't sign Hall, it's a really successful offseason for the Red Wings. And I understand as well, I think the, the rumor was mentioned that no other right D would go to Detroit. Uh, I went to Connor Clifton, but he went to Buffalo. Um, just, I don't know, man. It, uh, my my one justification is that Hull was playing very hard minutes in Toronto, and if he's in a, a smaller, sheltered role, he'll be okay. He's not bad defensively. He was just under so much damn pressure in Toronto, and I, I hope he can turn it around a little bit, but don't love it. I do, too. I, 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 like, I, I, I like Justin Hull. But I hate the contract. But I, I like Justin Hall, but like I do feel he was a bit overhated in Toronto. They always got a scapegoat. Just yeah. like everyone is, to be, to be honest. Gardner. <laughs> yeah, Gar Gardner. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of guys that get out of there and turn their careers around at least a little bit. Obviously, Gardner, Freddie Anderson was the fucking biggest pariah for a second. Mm -hmm. He's awesome in Carolina. So, I mean, maybe it works out. Maybe it's just Toronto media that's in my head, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it, especially for three years. Right D is, it's kind of at a little bit of a, a tough point right now in the NHL. Like, and it sucks as well that we just traded away fucking Heronic. As much as I love ASP at the same point, I'm like, damn. But we'll see. Nordic. My turn. All right, you want to talk about contracts that make no sense? Ryan Reeves to Toronto. Look, Okay. There is there is some there is some logicalness to this, and I'm just gonna start off by saying Brad Tree Living being hired by Toronto was almost the worst thing you could ever do. I, I'm not gonna lie, but back to the contract. Honestly, when you when you think about it in hindsight, you know you want to bring in a guy who can fight, who can be a player, who can bring grit, physicality, all that stuff. It's not bad, but you're paying him like what 1.16 or 1. something along the line. 1.4? Yeah. 1.4. That's insane. For the next three years, too. He's going to be 39 when that contract is done. He's going to be 39 years old. Like, that's almost that's like almost as bad as the Kalorn deal. And for a guy who, not only that, he's only in the NHL for fighting. Only in the NHL for fighting. He put up 15 points last year. F 15 freaking points. Yeah. You're telling me you're paying a guy 1.4 for 15 points and just fights. Ridiculous. He's gonna be a fan favorite, but other than that, True. like you, you don't give the guys like that term. Yeah, yeah. Like, you give them one year deals. You you don't sign players to one point four either to be fan favorites. Like that, like that. That's just not how. It, no. Oh my god, that, that actually made me really mad when it was signed, and I'm not even. <laughs> what the hell is the point of this? I was I yeah, was like, I mean, it's... of course. Yeah, it's funny to see, like, his stamp so far on the roster. It's all guys that Dubas would have never signed. Dubas was always such high skill. 
and now it's it's Ryan Reeves, the Bruiser, Max Domi, and Bertuzzi, who also definitely mix it up. You know, it's 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 funny how fast that flips. I mean, I, I like Bertuzzi and Domi, but it, it didn't. Mm. It, it, they got worse. Honestly, they they got worse. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm debating between. I got two here that I, that I want, but I'm gonna go with Ryan Graves. Six years, four point five to Pittsburgh. I forgot about that deal. Like I, I, I knew he got four point five, but then I learned he got six years. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I think Ryan Graves is a solid defenseman. I don't think he's a guy you give six years of term to. Mm-hmm. And you look at Pittsburgh uh, now, like Pittsburgh in my opinion, didn't have the greatest offseason so far. Not really. Um, and then you look at how, like, in three years, Crosby's gone. Crosby's retired. Mm-hmm. You really want to have Ryan Graves leading that defense with, I don't know, Dumoulin, Dumoulin's gone. Who I don't know who else they got on that D-line now. They've got Petrie, Latang, Graves, Marcus Pedersen, John Ruta, and POJ. This does not sound like a good blue line for the future. I'm not going to lie to you, but... You got that one guy coming up. I forget his name. He was drafted in 2022. Oh, um, Pickering? Oh, Pickering, yeah. Pickering's raw, though. He's, he's going to be a few couple years. And they got Jaeger, too, which I I, I liked. But he's a like, I like some of their prospects, but they like, like I said, like I don't think it's a good move for Pittsburgh long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not long-term it's not a good idea, but as long as you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, you've got to push. You've yeah. got to figure out something to push. I, again, either way, if you're pushing or not, I still don't like the deal, but you got to do something. Mm. Um, Is it to me? Yes, it yep. is you. Oh, cool. Fun. Um, I'm kind of going to be a dick in double time here because this is more against uh, our our current favorite guy to bash on, Mr. Lula Lamorello. What the fuck are the Engvall in Mayfield contracts? Who the fuck gives, like, depth guys like that seven fucking years nowadays? Like, are you kidding me? That's not the first time he's you... done it. No, it's not. Like, he is he is king of just idiotic, stupid, long-term contracts to guys that they don't work out. I mean, you've seen it with they just had to send away – Josh Bailey to buy him out. They extended Anders Lee forever. John Gabriel Pajot, who they just tried to trade. They've got Pelican Polak signed forever. I'm, it, they're just such a confusing goddamn team. They're just always in. Now they're in no man's land. And you just signed Mayfield till he's 37 and Engvall till he's 34. And neither of them are anything more than a third-line winger and a fourth D. I, yeah. I, I don't see any explanation for it or any reason behind it. It's... It's idiotic to me. I I feel like they're just locking in to be ass. Like they're 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 like solidifying Dude. it even more that they're just gonna be bad. And th- and as I said, this isn't the first time he's done it. They signed Sizik as to a similar contract. I remember when that was signed. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Yeah. But like honestly, I wasn't surprised either when I saw this. And I've been saying this for years. Lou Lamorello, just a a a, a GM who like is too old to know anything anymore. That's, that's just what I've been saying. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But weird, weird ass contracts. Friend of the friend of the show, Michael Bartner was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he went on he went on TikTok and like backed him up. Yeah, no, he he backed him up because we, we, we won't get into that. But he, he did back him up. But um, yeah, like the Islanders, like I I, I praise Sorokin. I praise Sorokin. That's all I got. Like you have one of the be- best best. 
I'd say Philadelphia's top five. Top five goalie in the league. I'd say top three. Yeah. And I have top three as well. Your time is surrounded by mid. Mm-hmm. All right. Evan? Um, I can't really think of any other signings that were, like, bad. But um, I have from Nashville. Not because it was, like, a bad signing for the player. It's just because it didn't make sense. Ryan O'Reilly to Nashville on a four-year um, something-something deal. It doesn't make much sense. It's not a bad signing by any means. Four by four? He's four four by four and a half, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, by any means, it's not a bad signing, but it doesn't make sense for Nashville. Like, when you think about it, like, they trade away Johansson, they buy out Duchesne, they make moves like they they want to go into a rebuild, they sell at the deadline, and and then they go out and sign Shen, Nyquist, and O'Reilly. It doesn't make any sense. Not a bad signing by any means. O'Reilly deserves it. He's a great player, but it just doesn't make much sense for me. With Nashville, you guys might disagree, but honestly, I, I no, so that's a fair explanation. I, I have Nyquist on my list of bad signings. <laughs> yeah, because I think Nyquist is also a bad signing for Nashville. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're like Barry Trotz. Oh, we're gonna tr- trend younger. Let's sign all these old guys. Like, like, and I love Ryan O'Reilly. I love Nyquist. They're just both like past it. <laughs> like, they're not like they're not young. They're not fast. They're not like. I don't know. It's it's just confusing to me what they're doing. I would say the one thing on like, I, I no matter what they are trending younger. I mean, their 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 forwards are younger, but like if you look at their lines, like they had to get at least a few guys that are decent. Because I mean, otherwise it's it's Forsberg, O'Reilly, and Nyquist are your only like accomplished like guys, and then it's I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Luke Evan Evan. Thank you. Yep, that's the one. And then it's it's Cody Glass, uh, Trennan, it's Sherwood, Tomasino. They have they have nothing left. Like I don't know where it went. I thought they actually were okay last year, but uh, they moved some guys, bought out some guys, and their forward core stinks. So they did at least need some guys that are okay. True. That's fair. I mean, Nyquist is on a two-year deal, so, and I mean, O'Reilly's deal is four years, and I don't. I, O'Reilly's got to be in his thirties. I don't know how old he is. Thirty-two. Thirty. Yeah. So that deal takes him till he's thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any other contracts you guys want to mention as bad or you didn't like? Miles Wood. Don't know what that's all about. Another more term. Yeah. I don't know why it's long. I wouldn't mind if it was like the Druin deal or like a, like two right. years, but like six years. A little weird. Confusing. Uh, I said Tristan Jari. Um, yeah, Jari's Pittsburgh's, number one. I agree. Pittsburgh's number one problem for the past like three years have been goaltending, and they haven't addressed it. Yeah. What under, I think... uh, under under I think three different managers, like under Rutherford didn't address it, under Hextall didn't address it, and now under Dubas, nah, we'll go back to him. It's fine. No, they did bring in Nadelkovich and what's what's his name? Helbert. Yeah. Helbert. Yeah. yeah. What I thought with Pittsburgh, what what my thinking was, was that they originally may not have gone with Jari. They might have went out there and tried to look for other goalies, but seeing Corpusala go to Ottawa, Talbot going to Los Angeles, those are the ones that I can think of right now. Uh, but it's some other goalies there too that just left. They had no choice but to circle back to Jari, and I think Jari just wanted that much money, and that's what they gave him. But uh, it might have also been because they wanted to, 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 to resign him. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think. 
but I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I was going to say the Corpus Allo deal could be horrendous for Ottawa. It could be horrendous for Ottawa because if it doesn't work out, that's five years of that. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be an interesting one. But I'm I'm hopeful that it does work out. Um, but another another move that I, I, I just didn't like the move. Like I don't think it's a bad signing. I, I just didn't like the Confer deal personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Detroit. I mean, Detroit's got a lot of young guys gonna gonna come up and listen. But I see it as like an Andrew Cop clone. I think I told you this when he got, got signed as well. Yeah. yeah, they're they're similar but different players is the interesting thing. Um, the issue is is if Cop was better last year, I think this deal's completely okay. And that's also a very backwards way to say it. Um, but. It's not good, but it's not bad. It it is mm-hmm. confusing. They're different players, though. As far as their point totals, um, and how they're regarded as centers in the league, they are close together. But Confer's a complete. He's a five-on-five player. He had more five-on-five points than a shit ton of guys this year, including Alex DeBrincat, which is kind of crazy. Um, Cop is is a special teams guy. He's obviously just an absolute legend on the PK. Yeah, he's a good. Uh, defense, when the net's forward. empty, he's he's the he's the center that you want on the ice. He he mm-hmm. mobs out there. Um, I do think though, I mean, to have both those guys when you do have uh Marco Casper coming up and you just drafted um Danielson. Danielson? He's a right hand too. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, we don't have any right hands as well, so Confer will help Danielson when he gets to the league. Um. It is confusing, though. It, but we needed... If you went into this year with Cop as your 2C, or maybe you're hoping Casper becomes your 2C, I think that's an issue. I think Cop is better suited to be your 3C, and I'd like to see Casper to start on the wing if he makes the team. Otherwise, yeah. Comfort is a good 2C. Okay. And like, I think that's the explanation. And, like, and I, I, I could be proven wrong, which I usually am. I'm, I'm <laughs> not right on a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not saying you're right or wrong one way. I don't love the deal, but I like it more than other deals, and I think it's fine. Okay. You know? That's fair. Uh, any more guys you guys had on your list? I think I already said all mine, so. A lot of the, a lot of the things with contracts like that, honestly, really, with all these contracts we're saying, who knows? They could blossom and be great, but we'll find out. That's all That's all I yeah, say to totally. deals like that. Yeah. I like Comfort a lot. I actually like JT Comfort. I think it might be a bit of a strange deal, but honestly, I think it could work out for Detroit, but we'll find out. Yeah. I wanted Comfort going into free agency. If it was three years, I think you're like, that's a great contract, but the extra years adds to it. His market value was about 5.6 off of the calculators, at least I saw, which they're all different. But if it was shorter term, I think it's a great deal. Where it is now, you're kind of like, okay. You know, it's just... Sure. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. If it was like it was like a three year, two three year deal, then I think it's a good signing. But mm-hmm. it's a five year deal, and like five, like he's twenty eight. I'm pretty sure he's twenty eight, twenty nine. Twenty eight. Uh, it'll take until he's thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Cap will go up as well, so you know, in mm-hmm. in by the time that deal's over, a five mil deal now will basically be the equivalent of about a four year. Hopefully, if the cap goes up like that, yeah. so it'll work out. Anything else we got? I think I that's, uh, that's it for me. I'm excited for the season. Hopefully we'll have one or two more episodes. I don't know uh, what's to come other than the season, but hopefully we'll find a few more things to talk about. Maybe we'll get on here one day, talk Olympic rosters, if that can happen, because that'll yeah. be a fun debate between the two of us, for especially. Sure. For sure. We're going to get I'm back on too, that. Not because because we have you and, you and Evan, who are both American, then we have me and Zach. Both All, American. let's go. Yeah. 
Oh, man. That, uh, we'll definitely try and set that up. But uh, other than that, thank you for uh, coming back and watching the Botcast. Trying to, trying to get more content out uh, very soon. So, um, yeah. Now that I'm here, and, we'll uh, go stuff. We'll, yeah, we go cook. Um, probably going to be back for... I think we're going to do season previews next mm-hmm. when we come back. So, yeah, other than that, thanks for watching. And we'll see you again. See you, folks. Adios. Play the outro.